This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's hour five of the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, coming up here at 620, some Cowboys Twitter. How strong was this rookie class, and what do you expect in year two? I think that's going to be good for your optimism here as we get ready to head into the offseason. But before we do that, we must, for a final time in the football campaign, give you an edition of TD Tuesday. Here is your TD host, Eric Chiafalo. Well, Chuck has very been out of shape not being here today. TD Tuesday, Valentine's Day, uh, a beautiful, beautiful collision course of, uh, of amazing things. Uh, so w- this one's for you, Walt Chuck. Let's go ahead and hit it, Lucius. Boom shaka lock. Boom shaka lock. Boom shaka lock. TD Tuesday shaka lock. And speaking of TD Tuesdays and uh, shaka locking all over the place, I believe uh, Walt Chuck will be making his monthly appearance tomorrow night at Baby Dolls. I believe that is I heard the commercial. It's that time of the month. It is. It is that time of the month. I heard the commercial today. Yes, sir. So you can catch up uh, midweek style with the Wooly Bully uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Get all the goodies uh, that Baby Dolls has to offer and uh, enjoy yourself. That's uh, that's what you can do tomorrow. Now, we have, obviously, this is Super Bowl TDs. This is the most prolific of the prolific when it comes to uh, the TDs. And you have the home calls for each team, but then you also had Westwood one little Kevin Harlan being the messenger for the TDs. And so I went a little bit back and forth here. I didn't want to get too stuck in Kansas City, you know, all for the next yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. I didn't want to hear Merrill Reese trip over his oh. tongue, you know, for, for 10 minutes either. So I got a little bit of everything here. The first touchdown of the game was a Jalen Hurts touchdown run, uh, and it was the, sing- the, the, the first Alabama player ever to find himself in the end zone during a Super Bowl. I went back and checked that, right, because I was thinking of Bobby Humphrey and people like that in the 80s in the Super Bowls. No. no, I checked every. I went through every Alabama player that ever, even defensive players, none. Sean Alexander was another one that could have been an Alabama Super Bowl touchdown. No, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah, that was our stat of the day today. Jalen Hurts, the first and only Alabama player to ever score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Guys like Bart Starr, Joe Namath, and Ken Stabler all threw touchdowns in Super Bowls, but never actually were in the end zone. So shout out to Jalen Hurts. But none of the calls were good, so we bypass it, and we start with Pat Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, maybe the single most prolific duo in playoff and Super Bowl history. Here they are. Mahomes spread set two by two with Pacheco in the backfield. Mahomes in the pocket, floats a pass near side. Kelsey over the shoulder. He's got the catch. He's got the touchdown. Kansas City, a beautifully thrown ball as Mahomes to Kelsey, 18 yards. 
It really was gorgeous. I mean, the way that game started where Eagles, boom, drive down, touchdown, mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes, no problem. We'll go get this thing done. Everybody knows it's me and Kelsey all day long, and you can't stop it. There's a touchdown. It's 7-7, and you started feeling, okay, that we might be in for a special one here. Yes, that was a very encouraging score. You know, I I wonder if you can quantify this Kelsey Mahomes thing a little bit for me, uh, Chief. Because it's, it's just, it blows my mind that this could already be more prolific or a better combination than Brady and Gronk. Was Brady and Gronk just shorter than I remember it? Uh, maybe that is the case. I need to look at the exact details. I know Travis Kelsey has more uh, playoff touchdowns than than Gronk ever had. Okay. So I think there were times where Gronk, like Gronk missed at least one season, Hurt. one run, because he was out, and so that that nullifies it a little bit. But it is pretty crazy to think about, uh, and I don't know, I don't know if every single one of Kelsey's playoff re- touchdown receptions are from Mahomes. He might have had some from Alex Smith as well. But yeah, I mean, it cannot be understated just how dominant Travis Kelsey has been, and then the duo of him and Mahomes. When you look at the eighteen playoff games that Travis Kelsey has now played, the numbers are absurd for him. And an eighteen game season is what we play now in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And when you look at his numbers, and you imagine that being one full season for a tight end, it would be like eye popping kind of numbers. Well over a hundred receptions, well over like thirteen, fourteen hundred yards, and then now it's like sixteen or seventeen touchdowns. I mean, it is just freakishly dominant. Yeah, uh, and so kudos to him, kudos to Mahomes, and obviously kudos to to Reed and NB Enemy consistently finding ways to get that dude open, even when everybody on the on the defense knows that's the guy you have to stop. Well, they're gonna need a new one soon. He's thirty three. You know, I know, man, maybe thirty five dominant still. Yeah, I don't know. He's still quick enough, still powerful enough. I don't know how long that holds up for. It's a it's a great question. I've been waiting for the decline. Yeah, for the last probably two mm. years. Like, okay, well, Kelsey's kind of getting up there. They're going to have to pivot. And no, they pivoted no. off of Tyreek Hill and they lean more into Kelsey yeah. and they arrive at more championships. Really is pretty dang cool. Okay, so it's seven seven, rocking and rolling. Here we go, Jalen Hurts. You're throwing the football. AJ Brown, forty plus yards for touchdowns. First and ten. First play of the second quarter. The snap goes to Hurts. He fakes the hand up. Has time. Winds up. Long pass. Far side. Caught over the shoulder. Touchdown, Brown. Far side. Touchdown, Eagles. AJ Brown. Five-yard strike, and the Eagles have taken a lead on the first play of the second quarter in Super Bowl 57. What are you cheesing about over there, that I didn't go Merrill Reese and I I went to Harlan? You just hammered him. You just hammered Merrill Reese on that one. You didn't even give him a chance. I did. I no, went I went call for call, and I said, no, which didn't. one sounds better? And consistently, and to no surprise, Kevin Harlan ended up being the man you who came do, out on top. You could do every touchdown with Kevin Harlan, and it sounds yeah, better. It's going to sound better it. than anything Merrill Reese has ever done. But you just Kevin's worst call. Yeah, but <laughs> I, all right. Let's, like, Gavin, do you think he honestly pulled one from Merrill Reese? I think he got one. All right, well, uh, we'll find out here shortly. It won't be this next one because here he goes, stumbling, bumbling, rumbling after the Jalen Hurts inexplicable fumble. It's the local legend Frisco's own Nick Bolton going for the defensive touchdown. Third and six from his own 48. He'll try to blast his way. He fumbles the ball. It's bobbling and loose. It's picked up by Bolton, the 30. Foot race, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! The Chiefs have recovered a Hurts fumble. And taking it in, Nick Bolton has come up with the biggest defensive play of the game so far. 
Midway through the second, the Chiefs are one extra point away from tying the game for the second time in Super Bowl 57. Good old Nick. Yeah, Nick Nick Bolt. That that was was a a huge, huge play. It ties the game Lone Star High School, right? Uh, I believe it was Frisco Lone Star. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes on to be a Missouri Tiger. Broadus wanted him to be That's a Dallas my guy. Cowboy. That was but, my guy. Yeah. But we got Micah Parsons. You did get instead. Micah Parsons. You sure did. You sure did. So good for you. And shout out to to Bolton, by the way, because it wasn't just that play. He was all over the place. He oh, led yeah. the team in tackles. Mm. And the the Chiefs linebackers going into that game was like. Other than Bolton, you were kind of thinking, uh, I don't know, but him and Willie Gay both played really lights out, sideline yeah. to sideline all game long. Had so kudos to, to those guys. Wolchuk was really proud of him at the watching party. He uh, wanted to remind us, hey, that guy's from DFW right there. That guy. That guy. <laughs> and then the five minutes later, oh, DFW guy again. There he goes. That guy. That's awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure he wasn't saying Texas guy when Jalen Hurts was scoring touchdowns. Because Jalen Hurts is also from Texas, I believe, he if is. I'm not mistaken. Both quarterbacks from Texas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think Walchuk was giving the the old Texas nod to Jalen nope. Hurts. He was nope. probably mother bleeping him left yep. and right. Yep. Not too proud uh, of that. Especially <laughs> right here when Jalen Hurts scampered for another four-yard touchdown. Is it going to be Merrill Reese? Let's find out, ladies and gentlemen. Kansas City 4, first and goal, Eagles tied 14 just before the two-minute warning. In the shotgun is Hurts, 12th play of this Eagle drive. Shotgun snap, Hurts will run, got a block from the guard. He runs in, touchdown. The Eagles have taken the lead late in the first half in Super Bowl 57. Jalen Hurts' his second touchdown run today. It's a four-yarder. This is about the time where you start wondering, wow, do I have enough, Do I have personally what it takes to consume as many TDs as it feels like they're about to give us tonight? It's like, my gosh, man, yeah. there is no discriminating here. It is one TD after another. And I, started, in pairs. I really started to appreciate it. I'm sorry? Discrimination? Uh, there, there was none. Yeah. There was none. <laughs> sure? Oh, well, the Jalen Hurts TDs didn't look quite as good as the Kelseys and the Mahomeses. Oh, okay. Uh, and certainly the Tonys and the Sky Moors. But uh, listen, man, I, I appreciate all the TDs, even yeah. if it is a, a filthy TD from time to time. You're a fair and balanced guy. I have I have faith in you, Chief. I appreciate that. <laughs> fair and balanced. Am I, am I fair and balanced? Fox News. Mr. Fox News over there. <laughs> Watch this. You did not pick one Merrill Reese. We'll find out. Okay. We'll find out. Uh, let's go to Isaiah Pacheco. This will not be Merrill this Reese. This will not be Merrill Reese. But it will be another TD in our Super Bowl faces. Second down, goal to go at the one. Pacheco in the backfield, along with McKinnon. They hand it off, left guard, it goes, touchdown, Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco blasting in behind the block of Joe Tooney, the left guard, and the Chiefs get a badly needed touchdown drive on this first drive of the third quarter at 9.30 to go, third quarter. When, when Emmett Smith rails against the market for running backs, he has to look at guys like Isaiah Pacheco. That's who you blame. That's a seventh-round pick. $987,000, yeah. He's getting paid nothing. Yeah. It was a throwaway draft yeah. selection. He was dang near Mr. Irrelevant. And all of a sudden, he looks like Marshawn Lynch on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. That's just that. How can you argue against how you, it? How do, we, how do we miss that guy, by the way? I I, I looked yeah. at 190. Play. I should. My gosh, I got it. You should have looked at him, right? Should have looked at 191. Yeah, I won't make that mistake again. Yeah, just don't let it happen again, bro. No, I promise. You. Figure, figure this bleep out. Honey. I will. <laughs> All right. Will we get a, a uh, what's his name again? Merrill Reese. Reese. Will we get the Merrill Reese call? We won't right here because here we go. <laughs> uh, it is Patrick Mahomes to Kadarius Tony. 
Chiefs have not led in this game. They trail 27-21. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on a pick route to the near side. Couldn't be more wide open. A five-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. And now Butker can give the Chiefs the first lead of the game. How about that? Couldn't be more open. Dang right. And wouldn't you know it, Mitch Holthus, they were going to do it again. Almost the exact same way. Now, you guys starting to get the feel here? Like, if, if I overdid Mitch, like, they yeah. can't really hear any more yeah. Kansas uh, City. City. We've done the sing-song thing enough. So let's get you a little Kevin Harlan, Pat Mahomes, Sky Moore. Ultimately, the game winner. Third and goal for the Philadelphia. Mahomes, shotgun snap, backpedals and throws a pass. Wide open, spinning catch, five into the end zone. Sky Moore. The Chiefs have compounded their lead now with 9.22 to go. 34-27. Biggest lead tonight. Big plays in Super Bowl 57 for the Chiefs. Man, there's nobody I want ushering in my TDs more than Kevin Harlan. Oh, he's the man. He is the man. Yeah, he has been incredible for about two decades now. Across both sports, I think basketball and football, he's the best. 903 says, but Reese is a classic voice. (laughs) That's like a face only a mother could love. You must be a bird turd fan, 903. (laughs) A classic speech impediment voice. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's... Your tongue too big, Meryl? I think he suffers from swollen tongue. I do. I don't know if that's Folks, something. I am not part of this. <laughs> right. No, I know oh, no, you're yeah, not. Yeah, don't, because I'll get in trouble. Oh, Philadelphia's going to hate me now. No, that's oh, what I'm wow. saying. I don't want to mess with Philly. <laughs> I don't want to mess with Philly. San Fran, I want the smoke. <laughs> now, did you do, like, if you if it wasn't a TD, would you pull Merrill's, like, the game-winning field goal for Kansas City? Uh, no, because. Uh, it's not a TD, I F- know. FGs aren't TDs, baby. I know, but I just wondered how that sounded. Well, we do have time Whoa! for. <laughs> we, we do have. I should have pulled the, the game losing call. There's a flag on the field. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Daffy Duck and Merrill Reese. Is that I what we're finding? Know. I don't know. Well, Just making stuff up now. We we can't do <laughs> that five hours a day, right? <laughs> yeah. We can't neglect Merrill at every turn, can we? Here is the final touchdown scored in Super Bowl 57. It is Texas's own Jalen Hurts, the only Alabama player to find the end zone. <laughs> Uh, on a Super Bowl Sunday, and here it is once again. Might we pay respects to Merrill Reese? Let's find out together. Leaving Devontae Smith running wide open down the oh, sideline. Oh, he did it. It's my Hurts quick. will be at the one. They'll get that uh, congested backfield. Oh. It's a quarterback sneak. Hurts <laughs> oh. is going to push it across for the touchdown. Oh. And the Eagles have come right back on a one-yard <laughs> touchdown right. by Hurts. <laughs> we boxed him out what, entirely, what, what, boys. What happened? Take that, filthy. <laughs> what did huh. you do? You think I'm going to go to the Philadelphia <laughs> radio network and get TD calls? Tear him up. One, one way to ruin a perfectly succulent TD on a Super Bowl Sunday is have Merrill Reese be the one to uh, deliver Slobbering all over yeah, right. Right. Shut up! Get rid of the guy! I don't want him slobbering all over my TDs. Kevin Harlan, you can have your way with them anytime you want, sir. Thank you, Chief. There it is. Wow. Another addition wow, to wrap up a season of TD Tuesday. Shock-a-lock. Hey, uh, the Mavs reportedly worked out LaMarcus Aldridge today, Brian. Did we hear if he's good enough? Oh, is he good to go? Or is me, it like yeah, a, let me is it like that Jermaine O'Neal workout from like eight years ago? Oh, where there was a walker involved as yeah. well on the court? Like, like wait, yeah, Jermaine might need some more time to get in shape. 
Let me yeah. ask. He was once an we incredible player. we come back player. from the break, yeah. I'll, I'll give it Okay, a appreciate you. Cowboys Twitter, how strong was this rookie class, and what do you expect in year two from it? It's next in the G-Bag Nation. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Shoot, Chebel. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Got time for some Cowboys Twitter here. Maybe a little Mavs update uh, as well. Uh, as the Mavs worked out LaMarcus Aldridge today. Segments brought to you by Soda. That's state-of-the-art. Speaking of Soda, Woolchuck will be back next Monday. Okay, so uh, salute him. I guess he will be at Baby Dolls tomorrow if you want to go hang out with your guy. Actually, Tuesday, right? In Monday, a holiday? Oh, that's right. The old so president's be, it'll day. It'll be uh, me we'll and be Eric and Lucius right on, on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so thanks for clarifying that. As uh, we do have a big uh, President's Day holiday coming up. All right. Uh, how about Micah Parsons going viral again? Thank you, Lucius. He was on with Pro Football Talk last week on Radio Row. A Twitter account called Law Nation Sports captured it and posted it today. So that's the first time I saw this going viral. They're talking about Amari Cooper uh, not being a Cowboy this year. Here was Micah's thoughts on it. And everyone else wants a receiver. Might as well get a receiver, too. <laughs> like, the money, like, like you got to spend the money. Like, yeah. why not spend it? Like, yeah. With Amari Cooper getting traded last year, and then we saw what, the, what happened with the receiver market. Was there any talk in the locker room? Like, why do we... Why did we move Amari? Twenty million is nothing. You got guys kissing thirty million now. I I still don't understand the Amari situation, and I ain't asked enough questions to figure out why that, what was going on, and why that happened. But uh, I love Coop, and I love what he brung. Um, hopefully, we get someone his caliber again. You know, he's a uh, man. I don't understand. I don't understand. How do you think the organization reacts to this? You know, Micah got in a. Uh, a, a little bit of hot water with the team when he agreed to do the, the not the, the first take show, right? Right. The Skip Bayless and the team was like, uh, probably rather not no, have you do that. Uh, it's undisputed. Undisputed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I, I love the honesty. You know, I think players are too guarded and sometimes superstars get to be more honest. I absolutely think that's what's happening with Micah Parsons. And so far he hasn't said anything that's really a bomb. You know, it's like minorly uncomfortable for the organization, but I, I think that's a fair, honest piece of feedback from the player. So from the media, we like it. It's content, you know, and I think fans like the honesty as well because you get so much canned personality, you know, and these guys are on guard nonstop thinking the media is out to get me. I better be careful when I say this. And they're right. You know, the media is looking for a story that's sensational, that's controversial. Okay, so I understand that some guys like Travis Frederick, like Micah Parsons, are comfortable like sharing real opinions. And so far, Mike has been skilled enough to not really step in it. Guy's a two-time All-Pro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you going to say to Micah Parsons if you're the Cowboys? You know, you're not going to be mad at Micah Parsons. No. You, know, you know, if you're if you've got the skins on the wall as far as 
you are as a player in what you can and cannot do, you know, you can get away with a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think the one thing that with Micah, they've, you know, they probably like for him to like not be as honest about things, but that's not, that's, that's not going to change with this guy. We know Jason Garrett to be trying to shut this no, down. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's the thing about it. When you become a guy that has got the skins on the wall as as great a player as he is last yeah. couple of years, there's a lot of a lot of opinions you can have. And Mike Holmgren's obviously more laid back, maybe not as much as Pete Carroll with the Seahawks, but one of the reasons people wanted to go up there and play was because the team was good and Pete Carroll would let you be you. Yeah. Go ahead and, and give your honest opinions. Yeah. And if the media come after, be like, ah, it's fine. He's just, you know, giving his thoughts on football. You see him play on Sunday. That's what matters. What do you think? Well, I, I, I agree with everything Broadus is saying. Like he's a superstar, and so what? What are you really going to say? But I'm just surprised because I thought it was like conventional wisdom and and common common knowledge amongst the players in the locker room that Amari Cooper was one of these guys that would just not really practice. And I thought there was a little bit of tension in the locker. Maybe that yeah. was just in the wide receiver room or just on the offense. But you would think these guys would be privy to these things like, hey, Amari's not practicing. Because I know a lot of it came down to the yeah. him not doing the vaccine and right. then Come missing games. and then, They lost two back-to-back games. They right. lost at Kansas City if they'd had any offense in the second half. And then they lost that game to the Raiders on, th- on Thanksgiving. I-, I think that was the beginning of the end. I mean, it's an easy decision for me because his production isn't worth elite wide receiver money anymore. He's producing like a wide receiver number two. That's what Amari Cooper did last year with the Cowboys. That's what he did again this year with the Cleveland Browns. So, but I understand how we need super, we need another super talented wide receiver. And I hope that's Michael Gallup, you know, um, I hope he can get, get you the thousand yards next year. And along with CeeDee Lamb can be more than enough. Yeah, I I think now. The education that you get out of this, though, if you're the Cowboys in the front offices, you're Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, somebody in the organization needs to kind of like educate Micah on, hey, listen, this is why we did what we did. Yeah. You know, and that way, the next time that he's honest about it, he's like, listen, man, Coop's a good dude. You know, the organization did the best. Could. You know, yeah. you, could, you could spin it in a different way. But I, I think the minute that you educate him on what happened, I think it, I think you'll probably, you, you, you know, he's, he's answering it like, Man, I'm not really sure, but man, I miss Coop. You know, yeah. he's answering it that way. Where if you maybe educate him, like we always talk about the communication, yeah. front office communication with the players always helps. I do like the honesty. I I think the the oh, Cow- do. the Cowboys managed to accidentally spoil the fan base though by putting those three wide receivers together when C.D. Lamb fell in their lap, yeah. and they created this idea that that's going to be normal. Like for the longest time, they would have one star receiver, one clear number two, and budget three, four, and five. And that's how most NFL teams do it. You're not going to have three guys getting paid on a football team. 20 for you, 13 for Gallup, and a first-round pick. We're approaching $40 million in payroll every year. That's that's 20% of our cap. And the Cowboys have always built it like we're going to give big money to one guy, maybe some money to a secondary guy, and the third guy is going to be pretty budget. I think the biggest issue for me was, I mean, I wanted Amari back, but okay, you're going to move on from him. You do it in a way that only allows you to get a fifth-round pick in return because everybody oh, in the world yeah. knows it. So that that's a problem. And then you well, the, your replacement for him was Michael Gallup, and that yeah. proved to be a nightmare. So you yeah. really didn't end and up Tolbert. Re- you didn't replace yeah, and Tolbert. Yeah. So you didn't replace him well, and that ultimately is the bigger issue. Yeah. Like you can okay, you draft Zeke at number four. You probably shouldn't have drafted a running back that high. Okay, 
so be it. Can we live with it? Well, we can't live with it once you give them the huge contract extension and double down on the stupidity. So, like, that ended up being the bigger issue to me. I wanted Amari back, but the way you I, replaced him, it was it was fruitless. I think the I think they and this is just me speculating. I think that you likely got the owner saying, "I don't care. We need to move on. Yeah, I don't care what you do. You know, whatever you have to Didn't do. Didn't like him anymore. Yeah, whatever you yeah. had to do, move on. And then Will, you know, Will took the orders from ownership to move on. I, I think if you go back in time and do it, you let Gallup walk. You keep Amari Cooper for one more year. Then you let him walk, get the comp picks for both players, and you would have got more production out of Amari Cooper this year than you got out of Michael Gallup this year. You know, with with hindsight being twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, there was some talk about who's our guy at uh, Williams, the defensive tackle at uh, with the Jets, and there were people trying. Leonard? To, uh, no, it wasn't Leonard Williams. Uh, it's the kid from. Um, I'll think about it here in a second. But anyway, they're talking about him and Amari, Co- the defensive tackle, Alabama Williams. I always forget his first name. But he's uh, Quinton. Quinton Williams. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for helping me on that. Quinton Williams is like there was talk about could you trade? Could you trade Michael Gallup for Quinton Williams? That'd have been nice. That was that was that, that was like the Jets were looking. You were looking kind of a thing. You know that that just that deal never materialized. Yeah, but against the 49ers, your lack of playmaking, your lack of breaking tackles, ability to get open, be an easy target, maybe change the game was gone. And I think Gallup's injury and Tolbert, like, hopefully next year they're not going to leave things up to chance. You know, that second wide receiver spot, it can't be a guy coming off an injury, and it won't be. But hopefully they learned that we need a little bit more of, of, a, of a sure thing. And I don't know, how high do you prioritize a better receiver? Is it naive for you guys to believe Gallup's going to be that guy? Yes. Naive? Yeah, I, I think it's naive to think, oh, no, we're good. Michael Gallup just needed the full yeah. season to regroup and get himself together, and now he's going to be the Michael Gallup he was and, and maybe even better. Like, to me, I can't bank on that. I, wide receiver is very high on my priority list of needing n- needing new talent on this offense. So you'd go first-round pick? I would be very open to a first-round pick there. Ooh, I, I, I like replacing Trayvon Diggs in the first round, as you guys know, but I'm open to getting the wide receiver in round one and then a corner I like in round two. But I, I'm definitely making weapons across the board offensively a huge priority for me. And I, 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 I totally agree with what you're saying about letting Amari go wasn't the issue. It was replacing him because even when you had him, it wasn't working that well. You played the 49ers with Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper, and Dalton Schultz, and you couldn't move the football. You know, So I think the Cowboys looking at that and saying, 1 plus 1 plus 1 is somehow equaling 2.1. We, we, if, if we're going to spend this much at this position group, we have to have it at least paying off equal. Not there's another two catch game for Amari Cooper who is basically invisible. Well, it's just everything matters. Like AJ Brown on the Eagles this year, without them having the best offensive line in the sport, doesn't look as great of a, a deal. Like no. that offense doesn't move as well. So, no. like you still need other things. Sure. And, and I, Amari, that's those wide receivers, a healthy Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and, and Amari Cooper would look great on an offense that actually had an offensive line that year and some semblance of a rushing attack and a quarterback that wasn't basically dealing with the yips or just completely not understanding how to play coverages. Like, yeah. three wide receivers aren't going to overcome that. No. No, and, and to me, that comes back to offensive line. That's why I'm still struggling. Like, do I prioritize another weapon or am I, am I prioritizing the offensive line? Because I don't think you could get good enough weapons that Dak's picks will come down with that level of pressure. You put pressure on him without blitzing, 
you're going to be close to leading the league in interception rate. And at 30 years old, I'm not going to bet that that's going to come down on its own. I need to solidify great protection, and then um, I'm going to I'm going to get you know the weapons and 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 get that out of Dak's hand and into their hands. But I'm I'm leaning towards the protection being more important because of how much of a backbreaker those picks were in the playoffs. Well, those are the common theme between the two Super Bowl uh, teams. They both had dominant offensive lines. And then yeah. one said, okay, I don't have a great quarterback, so I'm going to need to also get him great talent around him. And the other team was like, well, I can just get by with a dominant tight end because my quarterback's a beast. As long as we're giving him protection, he can figure it out. You are the Eagles in this scenario. Your quarterback is not just, hey, give him an offensive line and little weapons and go win a Super Bowl. He's going to need the Jalen Hurts of good offensive line and maybe great offensive line and then also really good weapons. So I would start at the offensive line as well there, but you're in decent shape, you know, and if you wanted to take an offensive lineman in round one, I wouldn't crush you for it either. I'd yeah. be would open you, to would that. Would you take the tackle the guard? What, where are you going to play Tyler Smith? I think Tyler Smith is a tackle. I mean, okay. I guess it depends on the prospect that falls and, oh, I'm in love with this guy. He's a tackle only. So Tyler Smith, now you're my guard, but Tyler Smith showed that this dude could be my tackle of the future. Yeah, I got position flex there. Whatever the best player on the board is, I'm taking him, and, and I'm sure Tyler's going to be great at whatever position he ends up playing. Dane Brugler here, Cowboys Twitter. Very deep running back class, he tweeted today. Yeah. A log jam of quality runners in the third and fourth round range. Yeah. It's also something that might work against Bijan Robinson in the first. Several running back needy teams will be just fine. Waiting around, or maybe even two, Brian. Yeah, that's uh, Dane is not wrong. I've I've looked at uh, six running backs, seven running backs already, and I, I love every one of them. Robinson out of Texas, Gibbs out of Alabama, uh, Hain out of Texas A and M, Charbonneau at uh, UCLA, Evans, Zach Evans, Ole Miss, Tank Bigsby's a guy I've been t- uh, tweeting about quite a bit out of Auburn. I mean, they, there's a group of these guys. Uh, the kid Spears from Tulane. There, there is a there is a, a a large group of these guys that are runners and catchers as well. We'll see what the the, the blocking. I think Gibbs is the most is most complete when you look at the blocking stuff. But Robinson, like I said, that I, I challenge you that if you get to twenty six and Robinson's still there, I guarantee you he'll be the best player on Dallas's board. Mm-hmm. Now they might pass they might pass on the best player on their board to draft another position, whether it's a wide receiver or an offensive lineman. But Bijan Robinson, if somehow, some way he gets down to you, man, that, that is a hard one for me to pass on. But Gibbs is really good. I mentioned that. He, he does a lot of the similar things, the kid out of Alabama, that Robinson from Texas. Does. I, I've been really strong on not drafting Robinson and not tagging Pollard. But if they tag Pollard and then draft Robinson and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to run it, that would be a lot of fun. Inefficient use of assets, yes, but very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the couple uh, for a couple of seasons, you're yeah. you're looking at, dude. Assuming Pollard bounces back from the injury like he did, you feel like, wow, we got some we got some fun things to play with. And certain play callers and play designers and offensive coordinators, I'd be like, wow, this is about to be electric. And it's going to take a little while to be convinced that a McCarthy Schottenheimer offense is going to make it electric. I do want to say, just for the record, Broadus, you are not convinced. Really, in any way, though, that Robinson will be there at 26 for the I, Cowboys, I, right? I really don't, but, you know, these these drafts, all it does is take somebody not to, you know, the way the draft, how you got CeeDee Lamb. I was on Twitter this morning answering questions with fans, and somebody told me, it was like, you know, I didn't expect the tight end, por- or excuse me, the, the cornerback porter to get down the board. And the guy goes, well, weird things happen during the draft. And you're like, yeah, you know, because he brought up the CeeDee Lamb. And it's just because... 
Denver took a receiver other than Lamb, and then also, you know, we saw what the Raiders did, you know, taking a receiver other. So yeah, some, rugs. Yeah, sometimes the draft does go a different way, and players fall down to that area. I know the Buccaneers. I was talking to somebody at the Buccaneers today. They think that Porter's going to get to them at nineteen, and I'm just like saying, man, I don't know. He's the cornerback from Penn State. I'm Joey like, Porter's I, son. Yeah, I, I goes. I don't know how that's going to happen. A so, corner. A corner. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's to me, it's it. it you, you might get. You might get. Might get lucky. Going oh yeah, things way. happen. During yeah. when James fell, uh, the the draft 16. before CD Lamb. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's yeah. usually a guy that's going to fall closer to that range, and especially with what Dane said, I, I could see easily teams deciding to pass. There's only a handful of teams that will draft a running back in round one. Still, yeah, I, that is going to be gonna fascinating. The, if you're going to take the best running back, and it, whether it's at one or at thirty two or thirty one, how many picks are now because of the Dolphins lost their pick. This this guy, I think, regardless of position, he's one of the best players in the draft. He's John Robinson. I think most people would agree with you 100%. Yeah. And then just to piggyback off of Brugler saying this, Daniel Jeremiah is also uh, tweeting out over the last day, uh, this upcoming NFL draft loaded at running back, been studying the group for the last few days. There are future stars yeah. ev- or starters everywhere. Yeah. See? Yeah. So. I that, mean, that will be working against Bijan Robinson for sure. For sure, yeah. I, I, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what this running back uh, a group looks like. Uh, you know, around uh, May first. Have you seen the Twitter trend? It says Jalen Hurts is a top blank quarterback, and you're supposed to fill in the blank. Trayvon Diggs answered by saying five good friends together at Bama. Hard to argue coming off that game. I mean, that was one of the finest Super Bowl performances you'll ever see. Reed Hansen on Twitter. The Cowboys have heavy contributions from their rookie class in 2022. The fact they won 12 games shows their players met and exceeded some fairly lofty expectations. They came in ninth in games played by rookies total with 100. Um, the Chiefs led the league with 140. But, I mean, Tyler Smith, Deron Bland, Ferguson, Hendershot, Sam Williams, Damone Clark... You want to talk about reasons to be optimistic for 2023's regular season. What could these players look like after digesting a a year of lessons and another six months in the gym? You know, I I think that might be the biggest reason. Internal improvement from rookies getting experience. That's going to be the biggest jump you'll see for most careers, right? Year one to year two. When we get to uh, Oxnard, I guarantee you we're going to be talking about uh, Sam Williams. Me too. We're going to be talking about who's the guy you feel like is going to be that that breakout guy. Sam Williams. And Sam Williams and the tight ends both should be getting much more in the way of opportunities next year. And you could get bland in that mix as well. I do want to throw in the Mavs tweet from Callie Kaplan, free agent to be Kyrie Irving, requesting no more questions about his future with the Mavs it puts unwanted distractions on our team and it's very draining to ask what is the uh, long term so let's make things easy on Kyrie media and uh, just back off those questions and not they, drain them and the Aldridge uh, workout though I asked about is there still something left there and the answer I got back is probably so we'll see okay. what happens there we'll see if we get some further information maybe tomorrow we'll circle back on but, yeah LaMarcus Aldridge Seagaville UT been with the Spurs you know, local guy. I know the Mavs have wanted him for a long time, and, and if he gets to come home and, and play. I guess him and Kyrie are really good friends from their time together with the Nets. We're back to mix with the Get Right on the fan. I was never a victim of hazing myself, and I don't think I hazed anybody, uh, but it happens. My brother got a hazing of a, an atomic sit-up, 1991. He was a sophomore goalkeeper. Is that when you... uh? Like you sit up into somebody's butt crack, basically. That's right. Oh, that, that happened. Oh, yeah. my God. Jeez. I learned that yeah. move on uh, that movie Heavyweights with Ben Stiller. and uh... It's quite a haze. 
It is, you know, you're doing sit-ups, and you're like, yeah, see, I can do it. Okay, and I'll close your eyes, and then someone drops their drawers and, and squats over your face, so you sit up right into their butt crack and, and other stuff. And I suppose that would get the coach fired and kids thrown in jail these days. I'm not sure, but New if Mexico State. If it's the coach's butt? Uh, if it's the coach's uh, oh, butt, Oh, if it's the coach's sure. butt, yeah, you're gone. Uh, New Mexico State has fired their head coach, Greg Heyer, on Tuesday because they determined he uh, did not act appropriately in shutting down some hazing that was happening on that basketball team. They canceled the rest of the season. They did. They did. Uh, Apparently, uh, they said the action is clearly needed. The campus police reported that uh, the victim told investigators three members of the team held the victim down, removed his clothing, exposing his buttocks, and began to slap his butt. He also went on to state that they, uh, they touched his scrotum at the time. Victim told police he had no choice but to let this happen because it was a three-on-one type of situation. And the university saying, uh, we must uphold the safety. Why do the hazers do this naked stuff with butts and, and sacks? Yeah, you know, whatever just happened to the, just a good old-fashioned red belly, okay? Yeah. Maybe the shirt comes off, but we're just smacking tum-tums. We're not going pants off, yeah. fondle situation. Yeah, I, I was never somebody that was in that vein. I think you guys understand my personality enough to know that I don't care. Like, I don't care enough. Um, if you can, if you can be on a team and do what we need you to do, that's fine for me. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny you say that. I, I think it was it wasn't. Didn't Bobby say that other than Dawson, it was Reggie that was most likely to complete the four days of darkness I isolation. Did. I did. Oh, it was you? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if it was you or Bobby yesterday yeah. who mentioned that could about old Reg. Would you be interested in that, Reg? A uh, interested? Retreat? No. Do I think I can <laughs> make it through? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. When I'm when I'm in, I feel like I oscillate between wild overconfidence and like real humility okay and like it really is an oscillation and i think when yeah. i get to the the peaks of yeah. oh yeah yeah i am i am uh, i am, I am hot you know you know what yeah yeah i'll be in that place where you can get me in there for four days i just kind of felt like that you would sit in there and reflect and that's right and be and then so but you're saying you'd also like lose your mind as well oh possibly like i i uh today was reading about as if i wasn't enough of a dork i was reading about um egocentric bias and the ways in which like we think Think everything's about us, and thus we will think that we, you know, contribute more than we actually do, and sometimes either positive or negative. Um, so, yeah, with that egocentric bias, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to counteract that by understanding that, yeah, 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 yeah. As much as we think that we are the strongest person in the world, you get in there for four days with no stimulus, yeah. that will break the sanest it, of it's, people. It's extra humbling when you're now aware that, oh, that was just my egocentric bias yeah. kicking in over the last three days. That's the hope, at least. Reflect on that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's touch and go, bro. I'm right there with you. Any theory on what the UFOs are up to? Uh, I feel like it's just, it's quite literally unidentified, being we don't know who they are, and it seems like the United States government has decided we are going to stop uh, letting that unidentified yeah. fly. We're like, <laughs> we, will, we will bomb and ask questions later. Yeah, I think we shouldn't do that. Yeah, I, if we don't know what it is, we should stop shooting at it. I personally, I agree. Is that an act of war? It could that, be. It could yeah. be. Get yeah. us out of the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wonder why they haven't given us like close-up pictures. Like you flew up there and bombed it, right? Why? What did you see? You know, can I get a snapshot? Can yeah. I get a little video? Wasn't it a fighter? Yeah. Uh, the jet fighter said I couldn't even describe what it was. It was moving like I've never seen the propulsion and everything of it. Yeah. That's about this that was is killer. It. This is pretty sweet. I I, I think now apparently those Are balloons. That we're talking aliens here. There's a less than one percent chance, okay. but that that less than one percent chance is awesome. You know, it's the closest <laughs> we've ever been. Well. <laughs> 
So, I mean, if it's not aliens, UFOs or whatever, they say it's like spy balloons, right? Possibly. They're all over the and planet drones. right now. Yeah, there's spy been balloons, balloons. balloons and drones. Drones. All over the planet. Yeah. Like, yeah. some people think that it could be like research balloons and things of that nature. Like, really what's happening is after the Chinese spy balloon, uh, the U.S. government was like, oh, we should probably track, like, these low-moving, slow-moving things in the air. They popped that yeah. setting on, and they was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff out here. Let's start shooting all <laughs> exactly. these things down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some of this stuff, it might have been just like, I wonder what the uh, the FAA regulations are. Because people might have just been doing this being like, oh, that's legal. And now they're getting their stuff shot down. So, I don't know. We'll, yeah. We will figure it out. Uh, I mean, I, I like that. But it's all over the darn planet Yeah, yeah. at one given time. I think it might be the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. Like the military secret part is is up there oh. patrolling now, oh, and man. other parts of the government like are like, "Hey, we got other stuff haven't, up here." Haven't we seen though what happens if they're going on all over the world and they coordinate? There's problems. Yeah, we oh, yeah. That, that, big so, time problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get us out of here, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, what do you guys have planned for the show this evening? We are starting off with a friend of the show. His name is Taylor Hearn. We will jo- he will join us at seven from Surprise to get us ready for a uh, surprise. Sweet. You just always got to. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to it. it. No, here he is. <laughs> Is KG and Reggie, the Get Right, coming up next. Thanks to Carter Freeman coordinating the video. Thanks to Lucius Alexander, another five hours of smooth radio producer. Uh, of course, the Tolos out there. Thanks for making us part of your day. For Chia Follow and Broadus, I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the nation. At ease. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.